doing up there in Wyoming? We're doing pretty good. A little touch of spring in the air, so maybe the grass will start turning green before we know it. Well, it's going to be 60 this week. That's really wonderful. You'll have to get out of your golf club and try to swing one. They've been out. They've just been being swung indoors. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to see a ball fly in the air. That'll be different. It will be. you got new grips. Yeah, I think they're coming off, though. I didn't like those decades as much as I was hoping. I think I'm going to go back to Tour Velvets. Oh, boy. Yeah, I tried them. I was hoping that they came out with the new black ones. I was hoping they're going to be more black, but there's still quite a bit of white on them, and they they right. still mark, and um, I just like a black Tour Velvet. Yeah. So I think I'm going back to that. What irons? 710s, Titleist. Nice ones. I like chrome blades. They're pretty. So the pros down there in Florida, your prediction was a little better than mine. Who do you think was going to win? Well, I thought Tiger Woods might win. Huh, so he went 66, 65, 67, 71. You remember who I picked? Yes, I do. The guy's name was very different. Uh, yeah, he's not. He's from Europe. <laughs> Olison. Yeah, Olison. Olison. Olison or something like that. He went 75, 75, 70, 72. So he was lucky there wasn't a cut. That's right. Because in that tournament, there was no cut. Yeah, so at least he got to play four rounds. But, uh, yeah, your uh, your pick was pretty uh, a good one. He made a lot of putts. Yes, he did. Lots of putts. Well, I got a lesson from Steve Strecker. And he changed his stance to more square and took the club back differently than Tiger had been taking it. Not as square. So open it a little bit more. Open it a little more. And that's what he changed. And, of course, who, who's better than Stricker? I He's a good potter. I watched him put. I don't know many people put as good as he does. No. He's excellent. He got second. Yeah. What you yeah. Which one is that? Seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. So it was a big one. So, yeah, he's played three times and he's made like a million eight. Yeah, can you imagine? That's why he's only playing twelve. Somebody said, "Well, how can he afford to only play twelve tournaments?" Yeah, well, if you get second in every one, that's not bad. Well, not only that, the endorsement money. Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah, I posted a deal about the arcing stroke on Fogshire.com. So, if you get a chance, take a look at it. I will. Good stuff. So now they're on to Innisbrook in Tampa. Pretty good field there. Well, I hope so. I hope we have some players in it that in our pool. Man, we need some good rounds. We didn't do worth a darn at Doral or Puerto Rico. Terrible. I think we both got about 20000 each in both tournaments. Yeah, it was just awful. Going back down the leaderboard. Yeah, you fell quite a few spots, didn't you? I think I'm around 20th, yeah, something in there. Eighth? Yeah, from 8th. 8th to 20th. It's a bad week. Where I always am. 60th or so. I've got to have a new prayer talk to... <laughs> get, your, get your players going? Yeah. Yeah, as soon as you pick James Hahn, all he does is miss cuts. Yeah, isn't that something? Yeah. Hahn, yeah, he just, yeah, it was terrible. I still like his swing. Yeah, he'll come back, but yeah, he missed it, I think, by one in Puerto Rico. And... Right. Oh, my. 
No good. So. Well, what else are you looking forward down to down there? Well, I'm really, really looking forward to having my great grandbabies visit for Easter. Mm. <laughs> Easter eggs with them. Better than the PGA Tour. I go see a lesson that my grandson's going to take with Larry Rinker. Yeah, that'll be fun. See what, see if he can teach me how to score. And the sister, Laurie Rinker, was at the induction of the Hall of Fame to see uh, Bob Tosky. Yeah, that's a nice honor, getting the Hall of Fame. Yes, I had a picture taken with him, and Tosky looked pretty good. Yeah, he's he's been influential in a lot of those players. You took some. I went down to him one time. Yes, you did. I was with you. You and Lane Rinker and I. And he said, "That's the trouble with kids like you. You all want to hit it so far." Swing easy. Swing easy, yeah. But, uh, he's quite a character, Tosky is. You know, yes. he did all the pros lessons, gave pros lessons for years. He were on the tour and never charged him a dime. Yeah, that's not the business model that a lot of them are following now. No, $3,000 an hour now. Yeah, that's, uh, but yeah, that was a different time. He definitely uh, did a lot for a lot of careers. He fell obligated to them, and I thought, think that was good. For but sure. Great egotist, he felt as, well, he said, and he said recently, as his weight class, he was the best golfer he'd ever played. Toski? Yeah, and I think he played at around 125 pounds. Well, I don't think we played this game in weight classes, but yeah. 130, well, for his size and weight, I mean, I stood behind him. Five, and you remember being down there with him. I looked like a monster. So oh, he, yeah, he is little. Well, yeah. Hmm. Oh, man. But anyway, he's, uh, he was interesting. He oh, was, for sure. He was an honorary pro at Old Baldy where we played a lot of golf in Wyoming. Is that where you first met him? Or was it in Florida? No, I met him in Florida earlier. Huh. But he spent some time in Saratoga, huh? He spent quite a bit of time, and I had a series of lessons given by him to me from a fellow by the name of Maddox, and he, he was a director there and uh, was an owner of Old Baldy. I had done some financial work for him. Uh -huh. He gave me a series of five lessons with Tosky. And you, he said you were hitting it good, that you didn't need any lessons, right? <laughs> I got on the range and I just lamb blasted everything. And he said, yeah, you, what are you doing here? You don't need any lessons. I said, listen, you will. Well, I'm going to take every one of these lessons and you're going to give them to me or I'm going to break every bone in your body. I think <laughs> I recall that's what I told him. <laughs> I, think, I think he liked that. Yeah, he, he kind of liked that. Uh, uh, he said, all right, then I guess I will. Yeah, right. So I took him from him, and, you know, he, he did all the tricks, sitting on a stool and hitting him backwards and hitting wedges up in the air behind him and stuff like that. So Definitely he, talented. He knows how to hit a golf ball. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, we yeah. played a couple practice rounds, and he beat me by a couple strokes, but I was playing pretty good back then. Nice. Bob Tosky. Who else went in the Hall of Fame, did you see? Yeah, but I didn't know the names, Chris. I saw seven or eight people, and I didn't really recognize them. It wasn't as uh, famous as a class as last year with Peter Alice and 
Nicholson and right. No, nothing. Like I'd like to get up there one day to St. Augustine and see it. I've never been up there. Well, it's advertised all the time on television down here by Gary Player. Mm -hmm. It says, if you love golf, you've got to go, whatever. And, yeah, yeah, You get Gary Player and Tosca together, they're both cocky. Oh, very cocky. Man, <laughs> that Gary Player, I've, I've enjoyed his 30-minute uh, lessons this past couple of weeks. He's been doing it with Martin Hall. So, man. Yeah, did, did you watch any of them? Oh man, he thinks he's awful good, but he is. Well, he's got what eight majors? Or nine, nine, nine majors. majors. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and he said, well, he said I'm the best blocker player maybe that ever lived. <laughs> if he isn't, he's in the top five. I'll say you that. Back it up. Yeah. As we used to have Sam Snead come up as a guest player to our tournament up in Jackson Hole when we played up there. And uh, Snead would bet anybody he could get up and down 25 times out of 30 balls out of the bunker. They could place them in the bunker, and he would put money on them. And he said when he was younger, he that's how he made money to go on the tours. And he would do trick bunker shots and Amazing. make a lot of bunkers. So, and then he would do them up there. And he was almost 80 years old when we were having him up there, and he was very, very good out of the bunker. Wow. Without some percentage, some kind of a psyche about they get in a groove with it or something. Yeah, well, they say there's more room for error because you're not hitting the ball first, so. Right. They always say the pros rather be in a bunker than most places. Yeah. And then, and I, know, I can see that. Bradley, father, you know, was. The, yeah. Was the pro up there? I played quite a few rounds with him. Ke Keegan's dad, I think he still is. Keegan's dad is still there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Elton, our friend from Texas, who was Clarence's wife, took lessons from him. Yeah, Bradley. It's at Teton Pines, right? That's, no. Or is it the country club? Jackson Hole Country Club. Jackson Hole Country Club. Yeah, because that's where the tournament, I helped sponsor that tournament for years. Nice. Had a lot of fun with it. Pretty up there. I haven't been to Jackson since I moved back to Wyoming. I need to get up to the northwest. I still have the cap that Sam Sneed signed for me. Uh -huh. The fishing trip with him with guides that I knew up there because Sam liked to fish. And he says, give me a hat there. You have a nice... So I had an invitational Jackson Hole invitation. Jackson Hole, yeah, Jackson Hole Pro-Am or Jackson Hole. What did he, I remember the hat, white with blue riding. Right, yeah, I still got it in my closet here. So. Yeah, Sam Sneed. He is a player. A they, they still say he's probably the most athletic, graceful swing ever. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Tiger will catch him on tournaments, 82, and he's at, what, 75 or 6? 76 80, after Doral. 76 after Doral, so, you know, he's only got 6 to go to catch him, and surely he'll do that. Yeah, yeah. the most winning ever. And, yeah, Snead did it a long time. He was good, you know, way into his 50s. Oh, yeah. And that was unusual back then. That's right. Well, I think he won a couple tournaments in the 60s, didn't he? No, I don't know. You're probably right. But anyway, he's quite a tournament player. So we've got a, quite a field for Tampa this week. Yeah, I'll have to look up who all we got playing, but I saw Bay and No, I think Merrick. So, yeah, we'll have some overlap. Some of the big names aren't there, but a lot are. Bad uh, round down there at the, at the uh, ground. Yeah, it wasn't too good.
not too good for our money list, but I know you got Nick Watney there, Adam Scott, defending champion Luke Donald. It's a good field. Boy, Luke Donald was off last week. Yeah, not too good. I couldn't. Yeah, I know he played some real bad golf for him because he's very steady. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You catch that new Jimmy Roberts show in play last night? I did not, and I intended to, but we went out, took these guests out to dinner. Yeah. I got back. And I'm sure it's going to be replayed a ton. It's only going to be once a month, and this issue had it's 30 minutes was three stories, but all three were great. It was a good show. First one was this guy by the name of Dixon. He's been in prison since, I think they said, 92, uh, convicted of murder. Never seen a golf course. Uh, grew up in Buffalo, New York. And he was an awesome artist. And he was drawing pictures. And one of the jail, um, I don't know, the warden or whatever, said, uh, hey, would you draw a picture of a golf course for me? And he said, sure. So he brought him a picture of Augusta. And he started drawing these landscapes that are just amazing. Um, he'll copy pictures, and he swears he's innocent. And so there's, I, you know, the tilt on the story was trying to get him a new trial and say that he, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. There was eyewitnesses that convicted him. But, um, yeah, never seen a golf course. He says if he ever gets out, he thinks he can be a golf course architect. Wow. But super talented. Amazing pictures. You have to look at it. And then the next one was uh, – Arnold Palmer, yeah. Over a million items of memorabilia and stuff he's collected in a warehouse in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. All sorts of stuff. You can't imagine all the stuff he's collected over the years. Over 5,000 golf clubs and just all sorts of stuff. I had a friend that had a company down in Denver that was furs that we bought some for Joyce. And he took me out to a tournament at Columbine and wanted to introduce me to Arnold Palmer. And what amazed me was the size of his forearms and ham. Yeah, strong man. With him, it just looked like it was a tree stump. I mean, it was mammoth, his inside of his wrist and forearm and everything in his hand. Yeah. It was ham, it was huge. And I said, glad to meet you, Mr. And uh, I'll never forget this, how impressed he was at the base. Strong. Yeah. I mean, man, he was a beefy guy. Grew up on the tractor. He said, hey, when I was growing up, people would ask me if I lifted weights. And he said, no, at six years old, I was driving a tractor, though, and it took all my strength. But, yeah, yeah. definitely a strong guy. I mean, Rich Lerner last night, what is he, 83 now, and he's, he yeah. shook his hand. He said, that's a pair of strong hands. Yeah. Yeah. But no, so yeah, Rich Lerner did that one, and then the last story was uh, Christina Kim on her depression. It was pretty good, too. Oh, I didn't know. Well, I heard that she did have depression. Yeah, so she talked about that and trying to get back on tour and make the Solheim Cup this year and all that, so. Yeah, well, it's a good program. I'll have to watch it. Yeah, once a month it should be pretty good. He seems like he's getting some good stories. Good. Well, how about Faraday? Do you watch him? Yeah, that was great, too. That was two good nights. So the Golf Channel with NBC and Comcast and all, they're, they're doing some really good programming. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Faraday's talented. That was a great interview with Lee Westwood. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Yeah, it's really something. All his have been good. Nicholas was good the week before, and who was the other one this year? Well, they had Greg Norman. Yeah, not in this season. That was last year with in his ranch in Colorado. 
this year, this year was uh, well, maybe there was only been two. Is it Nicholas Westwood? Oh no, Paul Azinger. Paul Azinger, that's who it was. Yeah, all three have been real good. Yeah. No, Faraday's good. He's talented. Yes, he is. He's yeah. doing really well with that program. I I don't doubt it. It's worth a watch. It sure is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hopefully Westwood does well. That's some place he's building down there in Palm Beach. Well, I guess so. Driving around a Bentley. That guy's not living bad. Bentley convertible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lee Westwood. He's made a lot of money. He's been at the top of game a lot of years. These guys that get in the top 30. They yeah, they kind of write their own check, don't they? So many perks and so much advertising, and everything's free. Airlines even discounted to go, but they're mostly they're on net jets or one of Berkshire Hathaway's jet uh, companies, and so they're very rarely on commercial, but when they do, they get a big discount. And then the car manufacturers always supply Mercedes or Cadillacs to them, you know, at the course. Then the hotels love to have them, and it's just—it's really something if you get up there in the top echelon of pro golf. What do you think? You think Westwood will move into the states? You think he'll win a major? I—I I, I don't know with his short game, with even though he's practicing, is good enough. Yeah. To win a major. His stroke does look better. It's less jabby, so it'll be interesting to see how he does at Augusta. That'll tell you a lot. He's had a couple of chances. To win there, and you say he's a major, and there's guys that should. Yeah, the are most of them don't. Or, or they get one maybe, and that's it. Or you get one guy that's nobody ever heard of, and he comes out of the woods and shoots. Has them. a good week. Yeah, there's tons, tons of one-off winners that you know barely won another tournament. And they never win again. No. Right. You got those freak things, and it's a numbers game. You got 220 guys out there. Heat it up, and you get a guy at the hot weekend, and he wins a British Open, or he wins a Masters, or he wins something. Yeah. Hear from him again, and I don't know if McElroy can win the Masters again either. Well, he hasn't won it yet. He should have. He shot 80 on Sunday. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. In other words, he had it won and threw it away. I think he'll win. He's only 23 years old, and he's won two majors by eight or nine shots. So. Well, that's right. Well, I he probably will. And he can obviously play the course. I mean, he shot 65, 65 there. I don't know how many times. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think he'll come back. He just made a horrible mistake. But at age 23, that's forgivable. Yeah, and he played the last two rounds really well at Jarrell. I think he did, too. Yeah. He was a bunch under par the last 20 holes or so. He found the last round, didn't he? Yeah, he was right there. I think he was one of the best rounds of the day. Yeah. So, you know, so the kids, the kids got a great game. It's attitude. It's all about attitude. Yeah, and he's had a great attitude. My friend Paul Meyer said it's everything. You know? Yeah, he's, he's right. What you think is important. I'm beginning to think the more I heard him say that and watched, observed that over the years, I think that he was right. The truer it is. We need to get with Adam and SMI and go over all that stuff they sent us when he was trying to be a tour pro was great. We should put that in a book and resell it. That's right. All those lessons and all those comments that Paul made. Yeah, because he was, you know, he did a lot of research on the golf game, but he took it all back to attitude. And I think well, we've got 72 posts or something from him. Well, I think that's right. And I, you're right. I think that should be collected and put into some type of 
It's great advice. And then, you know, it never gets old. I mean, that stuff is timeless. Oh, that's right. What Paul said, Paul was a genius. There's just no question in my mind about it. And what he came up with and what he wrote and how creative he was and take things from nothing and make them something. I mean, he was really a phenomenal individual. It was good advice, but then he executed on making it into a business, which was impressive. And now Adam's in the aviation business, and he's taking all his flying lessons and so forth, and he'll be with Billy in that FBO down in Waco. Yeah, selling airplanes. Selling, yeah, well, selling, yeah, flying, doing whatever. Buying them and remaking them and doing it. it sounds like it's a pretty good business. Oh, whoa, they make a tremendous amount of money. They buy jets all over the world and then redo them and sell them. Mm -hmm. Big market for used aircraft in the jet field. For sure. Because sure. now you're um, looking at a new G6 now. It's $60 million. Well, they're talking about you know a lot of these jets have got a few years on them and redoing the engines in the interior where they can sell them for 4 or $5 million. And that's a long ways from 60 <laughs> You're not lying. And they almost all fly 420 knots. They're all programmed at that, except the Citation 10, which is a little faster. Mm -hmm. It's 20 million. But I mean, you know, to get a jet, get first class transportation down to $5 million area or less is a big deal. Yeah, it's a good business. So they sell a lot of them. Yeah, I think people get in and out of them a lot, too. They think they can get in them and then. Buying one's one thing, but being able to operate it and keep it. and That's right. Yeah, so then they end up selling them, and yeah, somebody needs to be in that brokerage business. For like the touring pros and everything is to buy a block of time. That's what it's going to. And that's what it's going to, so they can take $200,000, which is chump change if they're making a lot of money, mm -hmm. and buy a whole bunch of hours. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for anyone to actually own one outright. No, and then they can come pick them up. Be there at your beck and call at any time you want to. Drop them off, pick them up, and so it really doesn't make any sense. No, no. Paul owned his fifty-five lire. He said he's been on a lot of ego trips in his life, but that was the <laughs> having your own jets a nice, a nice, nice luxury. There's no way he could explain what it costs to do it. <laughs> training and appreciation. Yeah. Thing and, and he putting three, four thousand dollars an hour. Uh huh. The Caymans and this type of thing. He said it was just unbelievable. If you got to ask what it costs, you can't afford it. Can't afford it. That's exactly right. Unbelievable. All right. Well, let me end this recording. We'll see if it recorded this week with the uh, technical issues dropping this call. Okay. We'll uh, see what happens at Innisbrook, and hopefully our guys play well. Okay. Good. Talk enjoy, to you before Bay Hill. Enjoy being with you. All right, Pop.